It's the Tired and Tested Podcast. Enjoy the safe play zone over half an hour of laughs and the occasional little moan. Normal life and all this strife is what we like to speak. Things like saggy boobs and hangovers that last a freaking week. From perky tits to kill and it's a snack bitch when I'm dead. I'm realising that parenting is just living in bumworm dread. Happy listening to the podcast. Welcome to episode one of the Tired and Tested Podcast with me, Sophie McCartney. Now podcasting, everybody said to me, Sophie... You've got to get into podcasting. Podcasting is where it is at because apparently lots of you lovely people very much enjoy listening to other people just waffle on for hours on end while you're doing mundane tasks around the house like cooking, cleaning, going to the loo, I don't know, maybe doing other things in private, solo activities. I thought, well, do you know what? Why not have me come in your ears at the same time? Now, what to expect from this little podcast of mine? In all honesty, I don't have a clue yet. We're just going to kind of see how we go. But I imagine it's pretty much going to follow suit of me whinging about how tired and tested I am a lot of the time. It's for parents. It's not for parents. So people may be thinking about becoming parents. It's for people who enjoy listening to other people chat shit. And I'm very good at that. So you guys are in for a treat. But I thought, you know what? You don't want to listen to me chat and shit on my own. I need to outsource for some help here. So who have I brought in to chat shit with me? Well, her name is Lucy. She has a fringe. Some of you may know her as Lucy with the fringe. Hello, Lucy with the fringe. Hello, my fellow talker of shit. <laughs> it's a life skill. What can I say? What can I say? Now, Lucy and I are going to do a little backstory. We go way back. We have known each other for donkey's years. Dare I say it? 20 years or something uh, like that. I mean, not to age us horribly, but about 20 years. Um, and my favorite story about Lucy with the Fringe is that I used to be her manager at work. We used to work together at PR. Don't, don't sniff at me. I was, I came in before you. I was your boss, bitch. Okay. Yeah, I was one step ahead of you. I was one peg. Um, and we used to work in a PR agency. And one of the things that I made Lucy do as my junior um, was dress as a giant foam fish finger. And then I sent her around all the broadcasting houses of London in a blue morph suit, but with just like a six foot crumbed rubber foam bit on top and we had to watch a waddle up the um up the steps of um, the capital radio building so that was a personal career highlight for me was it for you Luce? actually i'm just going to correct you there you didn't watch me waddle up the stairs of the capital radio <laughs> building because i couldn't because the <laughs> the fish finger outfit came below my shin therefore i could <laughs> get my legs <laughs> I couldn't get my legs high enough to walk up the steps so I stood at the bottom with the lovely bouncer man or the security guard it, it wasn't a club was it it, was, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't like a really exclusive club, club. Um, your so name's on the list fish fish get out yeah so I stood at the bottom of the stairs like hiya to the to the really awkwardly with the security man while you sort of like pant, uh, pranced up in your beautiful outfit looking all yeah. gorgeous with your yeah. fish Butties, yeah, yeah, just flounced out my Addison Lee that I had to unfold you out of to get you out, kicked <laughs> you to the curb. So, yeah, so we've got we've had a lot of memories. I'm pretty sure she's still got some beef and some fish with me. Um, so, uh, so here we are now, Luce. Uh, you are very tired and tested this week, aren't you? Because your lovely hub has abandoned you, hasn't he? He's gone off on a world tour and left you behind. So my husband is a tour manager, so he's away and that his job is being away. And um, I've got a small baby. Well, he's not a small, he's seven months um, and a three-year-old. And I'm doing a lot of solo parenting while he's like... <sighs> 
flying around the world gallivanting gallivanting just having Mm. fun well this Um, is my life at the moment this is me i've been solo parenting this week because steve my husband he is away you know and and i get the phone calls where he's like oh i'm so tired i'm working so hard but he has a bottle of corona in his hand and it's at the same time and i read the room back read the freaking room i'm like Mm -hmm. sat there with just like milk all in between my boobs there's something brown under my fingernail is it play-doh is it poo who knows only the sniff test will determine (laughs) so yeah i'm bloody knackered and you know what when he goes away and i don't know why this happens and he goes away quite a bit but every time he goes away life just goes to shit life just goes to shit and this never happens if he has the kids and I go away. Everything's rosy, mainly because he has his mum up at the same time, just saying. But everything is rosy. Nothing goes wrong. The minute, the minute he steps foot out of that door, gets on a plane, nah, the world ends. It's so <laughs> true. It's like, it. it's like they program the children and be like, okay, we're going to really dial this bit up now. So when I come back, you're going to be nice and chilled. So this week, so uh, Nate, who is my youngest, so my baby, my baby, who's 10 months old, he's not nearly, he's not nearly a baby anymore. He's not nearly a baby. I had to take him for his um, 10 month to 12 year, um, what do they call it? 12, the 12 year. Oh, 12, 12 year. No, not 12. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite it's, a long yeah. time, period of yeah, time. Okay. You, you can get away with a lot in between. They don't really bother checking up on you in between 10 months and 12 years. Anything goes in that time whatsoever. It's absolutely fine. No, 12 month checkup. Um, and I got really sad because he wasn't a newborn baby anymore. And that really upset me. Anyway, we went, we went to the uh, clinic appointment. He's very advanced, by the way. He's very advanced. He's extremely gifted in picking up a piece of string with his thumb and his index finger. <laughs> I mean, he's clearly he's a genius. He's clearly advanced if he's going for a 12-year checkup at the age of 10 months, so... <laughs> and at he the is. age of 12 years, he can only pick up a piece of string in between his thumb and his finger. Freaking genius. I'm just putting Do you know it what? Do you know what? I think every, we should celebrate every little, every little win at whatever age, right? And what job can you do with your thumb and your forefinger? <laughs> don't know what that... Puppeteering puppeteering and um, telling people that they're constantly too loud and they need to turn it down oh yeah turn it down turn, turn it, it down. down tester of cervical mucus <laughs> stringy egg whiting egg whites are in the egg whites are in loads of jobs oh the things he'll do and see when he's older he could be a professional sushi eater <laughs> he could he could get in the chopstick action yes yeah world is oyster the world is oyster don't you find, though, I find, like, so with Jez being away at the minute, I find the most stressful part of my day, I mean, it's, it's heavy. I don't know how single parents do this full time. I know that he's coming back. He might be away for a while, but I know he's coming back. Well, hopefully. I have so much respect. <laughs> well, you um, But yeah, he probably will find a better offer elsewhere, but never mind. Um, but no, I, th- I think the, the, the most stressful part, I don't know about you, but for me, it's bedtime, right? It is like bedtime roulette my three-year-old kit it's like either I can take him into bed and it's almost like I can be like read him a story he lies down he goes night mummy I walk out shut the door and it's like (sighs) or I'm up till like 11 30 screaming at him and I don't know why he doesn't just go and lie back down when I'm screaming at him to go and lie back down and close his eyes to be honest (laughs) (laughs) I mean the the stuff that comes out of my mouth when I'm angry and I want him to go to sleep. But 
bedtimes um, and bath times, it just seems to be absolute prime time for dicking around, doesn't it? Now, I don't know about you, but my kids at bedtime, they get phantom illnesses. And I hope they're phantom. Otherwise, I'm going to, again, sound like a really awful person who, who doesn't care about, about their children. But Evelyn got into bed the other night and she suddenly just was like, Mummy, so my ear hurts. I was like, oh. I was like, just, okay, describe the feeling. And she said, oh, it's like somebody's got one of your big metal hairpins, put it down inside of my ear, and it's now really far down in my cheekbone. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, have you put one of mummy's hairpins in your ear? And then she said, well, I did when I was four, but I think I took it out again. I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> so then I'm panicking. I'm panicking that she's got this rusty old hair grip that's been in her ear since the age of four. And then she starts saying things to me like, I've just got it in my head that I'm going to die early. And I was like, why would you say that? She's like, because of the hairpin. Oh <laughs> and so I'm there trying to calm her down, being like, darling, listen, if you'd put a hairpin in when you were four, um, you're now seven, nearly eight okay We're nearly past four years is nearly past in this i think that we would have known like something would have manifested you would have had more earaches you know there, there would have been something you wouldn't be able to hear well mind you to be fair she can't hear me when i ask her to do things so maybe it is the hairpin maybe that's what's happened anyway so i talked her down off the ledge and then went out the room and panicked and googled like what should i do if my child has inserted a hair clip inside of her ear it's fine it's fine but it's fine I don't think there's one in there but yeah we had that so she, she has that and then she gets a lot of tummy aches but the tummy aches only seem to manifest themselves at bedtime so she won't have one during the day she won't have one at mm-hmm. school time but mm-hmm. just as I'm walking out of the room to go and watch sex life on Netflix suddenly then she will have a tummy ache mm-hmm. and it'll be because mummy I've had a banana will you like bananas no mummy every time I have a banana I get a tummy ache I'm like well oh dear god I've been feeding you bananas since you were one and this is the first I have heard of your mythical banana stomach ache it's mad <laughs> isn't it have some cowpaw shut up go to sleep fine the next day absolutely fine but do you know what it does kick off my anxieties that I have around the kids mm-hmm. and health mm-hmm. are I I know that you're with me on this because generally whenever something's wrong with the kids, and I know you do it to me and I do it to you, but there will be the stream of WhatsApp messages going, oh my gosh, what should I do? Has yours ever done this? And it's like, bam, 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 bam. Mm -hmm. I'm on Dr. Google. Step away from Dr. Google. (laughs) Man, it sends me, oh, it sends me absolutely west absolutely mm-hmm. west um so nate actually has been in a and e this week this has been one of our main things that happened while steve was away the absolute shit show that went down while he's um gallivanting away with his corona in germany eating a sausage in a strudel i don't know whether that's an austrian thing more than a german thing but i imagine it crossed the border maybe imagine there's been some strudel transfer i'd take a strudel and a sausage to be fair yeah i'd, I'd, I'd take i'd take a sausage in my strudel <laughs> And um, and then, so Nate had, he'd had a bit of cold and then he had weird breathing and then he started kind of doing this weird head bobbing thing and he was mm-hmm. sucking his stomach in under his ribs and there were red flags for respiratory distress. And so off we went to A&E, off we went to A&E. But that, that massively has then set something off inside of me that feels the need to obsessively check any ailment that the kids might have. And it took me right back to um, just after Nate was born. He had a really snuffly nose and I know babies get the snuffles, don't they? They have this newborn snuffly mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. where they're just like, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. just like little baby yeah. pigs slash zombies from The Walking yeah. Dead. And you're like, what is this? Nobody told me about this. Um, and I absolutely <laughs> got it into my head that he had um, an 18th century illness. <laughs> I thought he had syphilis. 
now I'm going to give you the backstory is why I thought my small Wait baby. Wait a minute. Can you just tell me what syphilis is? Can you tell? It's an 18th century disease. But what actually, uh, what, what, what actually is syphilis? Go on. Um, well, okay. Syphilis is technically a sexually transmitted Yeah, I thought disease. it was a sexually transmitted <laughs> right. disease. Okay, so fairly unlikely that that he had it, but it's passed passed from the mother onto the baby in the womb. Now, the reason that I came to the fact that he had that he had syphilis um, was the fact that he had a snuffly nose. Um, and I had been watching, there was a programme, um, I can't think what it was called now, had Emily Blunt in it and it was kind of set in the oldie, it was when the pilgrims went across to America and the kind of the settlements of America were all started. And anyway, she's over there. She has syphilis. She's got a blocked <laughs> nose. <laughs> and I've been watching this. I can see, oh, I, I can see how you I made that see. connection. <laughs> see how I made the <laughs> Emily Blunt, my child, syphilis, syphilis, and then um, and then she had a child having caught syphilis, who then had syphilis, right? And so this has started a chain okay. reaction in my mind of complete okay. overthinking. And I lay up in bed and I and I'd googled this. I, I then got into an absolute hole of googling it. Right, Steve's lying in bed next to me. Here's the scenario that I'd worked up in my mind that Steve's somewhere in our relationship had cheated on me he'd caught syphilis right to me i then passed it on to nate nate now had syphilis um and his face was going to fall off because that's what happened to emily blonde stop (laughs) your face fell off when he goes so it's not just a snuffy yeah face fell off face fell off she had to wear a black veil uh very very kind of kim kardashian dolce gabbana vibes going on but anyway (laughs) don't tell courtney she'll be fuming about it um (laughs) Is, so were you like going around his head, seeing if it started I, I, peeling? I was, try- I was planning on smothering him with a pillow because I thought he cheated on me. I was hysterical. Oh no, I'm talking about out. Nate. I'm talking about Nate's face. Oh yeah, no, no yeah. So in case Nate's face, well, I thought I, he must have been early stages because I felt I felt the snuffle came before the face fell off. And so Steve's just lying in bed next to me, and I'm just looking at him, going, "I can't believe you gave me my baby syphilis." <laughs> He's just lying there, just having a lovely dream. About his non-batshit crazy wife, maybe, performing some kind of sexual act. Just not thinking that she's there hovering over his face with a pillow going, you syphilis passing on bastard! I'm going to have to smother him. Bawling my eyes out as well. So then, after being absolutely hysterical, I'm thinking, do I wake him up to ask him whether he's cheated on me and potentially caught syphilis? And then my, ma- my rational sides go, no, don't do this, Sophie. You're going to start something at three o'clock in the morning that you're not going to be able to take back with ease. Um, so anyway, I thought, you know what? Of all the Googling that I'd done, I actually hadn't gone onto the NHS website. So I thought, right, I should probably look on the NHS website. Anyway, um, turns out syphilis is one of the main things that they check for at like your 12-week screen. <laughs> You know, when you give you bloods, they check you for syphilis then. So if, if, if I'd had syphilis, like, they, would have, they would have known. And that was fine. And Steve and I are still married. Did tell you about the little orange book? Yeah, it didn't have syphilis in there. <laughs> no, don't think it, it has got syphilis in it. Oh, of all the diseases for Nate to catch, it has to be the one not on the orange book as well. Do you want to explain? I haven't heard about the orange book. Uh, basically, it is pan- the panicky parent book, isn't it? Go on, fill, fill everyone in on the orange books. I didn't know. Yeah, so the orange book. So um, it was actually when my first, when Kit was a baby. I took him to the doctors, got to the doctors. He was fine. He was absolutely fine. And she's looking at me, and I think it was in COVID times that you weren't meant to go to the doctors if it wasn't serious. And it was something, I can't remember what it was, but it was something serious. Um, and she said to me, she was not impressed. She was like, have you got the orange book? And I was like, what's the orange book? She 
It's like the orange book. And it tells you when you go to the doctors, <laughs> when you don't. But I, I, I can't remember what it was. It was obviously something really, really terrifying because I can't remember what did, it was. Did he have a block um, Was it yeah, about so, to fall off? <laughs> think maybe i thought he had syphilis <laughs> but no the orange the orange book is very good for uh talking you down from the ledge talking you down from the ledge and those of us who are convinced that it's it's gonna be worse than it guilty <laughs> <laughs> so yeah things just go to shit when he's when he's not here um got nate back from a and e uh three hours later evelyn projectile vomited everywhere which was brilliant it doesn't rain babes it, it freaking pours, absolutely pours. So yeah, so I've been very tired and tested this week. And one of the last times that Steve went away, so he always goes away at this time of year, and one of the last times he went away and he left me in the house um, was the time that I got a fly stuck in my ear. I actually think that Flygate might be up there with one of the worst things to have ever happened to me. But do you know what? To watch and, and like as as a as a viewer, yeah. Well, do you know, I, <laughs> it was great. It was it was very funny. Well, do you know what? Now I actually stand as a bit of a public service announcement of what to do mm. if you get mm. a fly in your ear. Mm. <laughs> so many people message mm. me on Instagram because it's now happened to them. Who knew that this was such an issue? Stop no, it. it is a proper. It's a it's a fly pandemic. Is what's happening? All these little fucking blue bottles just burrowing around. <laughs> In people's ears. Um, but yeah, okay, so for anybody who doesn't know what happened with Flygate, there I was just minding my own business in my bedroom with my husband in a different country. And I'm on my, I was on my laptop, wasn't on my phone, I was on my laptop, I was doing some work. But I had the light off because I had one of the kids in bed next to me asleep. And I felt this big fucking fly, like the 747 <laughs> of the fly world, just like goes in my ear and I panicked. I immediately panicked and I batted it away but in batting it away i've then subsequently panicked the fly the fly's just been like you're not fucking getting me bitch and has then just gone directly in to my ear hole right safety yeah safety just burrowed all the way in and i was like oh oh it was just it was just like a like a buzzy tampon just like straight in like a straight into my eardrum oh god so I don't know what to do about this. I don't know what to do. There's a little bit of me that's like, did he actually go in? Did he not go in? It's a he, by the way, because what a dick move. <laughs> that's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> is he in? Is he not in? I'm not sure. Is he in? I can't feel him. <laughs> I feel I, I, there might be some movement, some, some slight vibrations, but I don't know if he's all the way in. <laughs> I can feel, there might be like a, there might be a couple of digits in. There might be a couple of digits in, but I don't know if the length is in. I don't know if the full length is in. Anyway, so I'm like Googling. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So Google tells me, Dr. Google, Dr. Google tells me um, that I need to kill the fucker is basically what happens. And I couldn't go to A&E. I was thinking, do I call an ambulance for myself? And then I was like, no, Sophie, NHS waiting times. There is a crisis. There is a pandemic. You probably can't call an ambulance because you have potentially a fly stuck in your ear. So I was like, right. And it's not going to be in the orange and book. And that is, it? is not, not in the orange, the orange book. book, okay? The orange book needs immediately updating to fly based scenarios. Fly demic. Fly demic, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you have to kill them with olive oil. You need to drown the fuckers in something that they're not going to be able to climb out of. So I've gone downstairs. I've got my extra virgin Marks and Spencer's oil, <laughs> lemon infused. Before you get to the. <laughs> 
before you get to the eradication, when it's inside, like, can you feel it? Like, I, I can imagine it feeling it like here or like, or like in the eardrum. So just, just like kind of like knocking, like, just like banging on my eardrum. Like, hello, hello, knock, knock, knock. knock. who's there? <laughs> Big scary fly. That's what was there. Um, okay, right, okay, so that's okay. The, so he's in there. And so I have to go downstairs, got my lemon infused, extra virgin, Marks and Spencer's oil. It's not just any oil. It's a dirty blue bottle that's been sitting on one of Millie shits in the garden fly. It's now burrowed its way into my eardrum. So I don't know how much oil. It doesn't specify. And so I had to get a lateral flow's worth. So, you know, remember the little like plastic things? I filled up a lateral flow because the shot glass was too big. The shot glass of oil was too big. I had to get the lateral flow and then pop that into my ear. So then I'm like, like I've got a crick in my neck thinking I've got to keep this in. I've got to, I've got to hold the oil in. Like when you're trying for a baby and you've got to keep the sperm in and you can't move, you can't move. Don't, don't let it run out. Get those lights don't, off. Don't let it run out. So I'm like, oh, I've got to keep it in for five minutes at least <laughs> for it to do its magic. So if they got, got the oil in. So then you have to then tip your, tip your ear to one side, let, let it all run out. Oh, I can feel it. Feel it. I can feel, feel it. it. It's the strangest sensation. It's the strangest. Yeah. And then you've got to flush with warm water and you have to use a syringe. And I was like, where am I going to find a syringe from? And thank God Jack had come home with some shit art from school that day, some shark that he'd come back with. And he'd made a monster and its nose was made out of a medical grade syringe. Are you... What are the fucking chances? What are the chances what a yes, Mrs. Krebin in year three. Thank you very much. Also, right, how have you managed to get 30 of these for your class? Like, what, what are we stashing at home? What, what's the drill there? I'm not sure. Anyway, so I've, I've dismantled his little artwork and I've gone and I've flushed. And then to begin with, nothing came out. So I had to repeat the olive oil situation. And then I was thinking, do you know what? Maybe I've just imagined this and it hasn't happened. And I was about to go to bed and I thought, I'm going to give it one last flush. Gave it one last flush. <laughs> one for, one the, for road. the road, one for the yeah. ditch. And I'm yeah. not joking, right? A fly the size of my dog fell out of my ear into the sink. Right? It was lying there like, what the fuck has just happened to me? Like all like twitching, twitching in the oil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I still to this day I oh I have post traumatic like stress from fly fly disorder yeah, from, from from that from from seeing that, that had been in my ear you've got PTFD yeah. you've got PTFD yeah from 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 the blue bottle <laughs> and then the fear that oh I had to live God. in then for the next two weeks that before it had died it had shat out all of its eggs in my ear and gone Do you know what if I'm going I'm leaving my babies behind. And I was going to get ear maggots. And then I'd just be sitting there one day and just a load of fly babies were just going to fly out of my eardrum. It was so distressing. And all this was going on while Steve was in another country. I had no other adult there to help me. It was, it was so distressing. So, yeah, at least that hasn't happened this time around, right? So when I'm on my own with the kids, I try to be proper fun mummy. So again, yeah, we've been watching films. We've been having a lot of movie nights, which is code for um, not proper parenting. You're like, oh my gosh, should we have movie night instead of going out and doing activities? <laughs> we'll just sit on the sofa and we get to eat popcorn. You get to eat popcorn and scroll, and scroll on Instagram. Instagram. I feel like that's okay. Yeah, exactly. And they're, they're buzzing. 
again, fly issues. They're yeah. buzzing because they're, they're like, oh my gosh, we're having movie night. So much fun. Um, but we've, we've done a couple of films while Steve's been away now. Um, Independence Day, I watched with them the other day. I think I went to see that at the cinema. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a classic. It is a classic. And again, it's quite old. I don't really remember it. So as it starts, Jack was like, mummy, how old is this film and i was like so- sorry i was like it's, it's like it's like circa 90s I was, it's not it's not that old because mommy's not that old he was like it looks ancient do you know do you know what i watched last night and this is just all i can think of i watched honey i shrunk the kids <gasps> oh my god you know, honey, yeah what a classic um with wayne slinsky hey slinsky um but you know when like when the when they're in the because they get chucked at the backyard yeah. and i mean for Surely everybody listening to this will have seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I mean, I can't eat Cheerios. I can't eat Cheerios without checking the middle to make sure a child's in there. Do you know know what I found really strange? I probably haven't seen it in 30 years. I've probably not seen it. I felt like I knew all the words. (laughs) You know when you had, you know when you're like in the 90s and you have a video and you just watch the same video over and over and over. There was, you know, I was like, oh my goodness. And I was like, I had my little 10-year-old niece and we were watching it and I was like, ah, Let's watch this. Now, was it suitable for your 10-year-old niece? Because I find a lot of films that we watched as children not suitable. I was thinking about Mm. you because, yeah, you've you've had some experiences. Mm -hmm. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, absolute banger. It is so good. But when you were talking about the flight, all I can think about is that bit when they're in the garden and there's like this horrible, I think it might be dog pee. And, you know, there's like a river of it that goes down. (laughs) And there's just like a dead blue bottle (laughs) with its legs. Oh, it's like there it yeah, is. That was what was inside my ear. Yeah. Thank you for now giving me a new visual entity to put into my brain <laughs> about Flygate. We also did Indiana Jones um, with the kids. I can't watch that. Can't watch that. Was oh, it the bit of the cockroaches? No, I can't watch that. Why, why can't you watch that? No, not the cockroaches. So when I was about, I'm going to say five, maybe six, my brother was watching Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay, and I've never watched it since, and I've never watched it. I've got PTSD. But I remember there's a bit, and this is all I remember is walking into the room he was watching it on vhs and he indiana is that his yeah. name it's his name yeah, yeah. That's why it's called indiana jones <laughs> his name's pete i didn't know okay <laughs> pete jones in the temple of doom <laughs> okay okay indiana is in like this cage thing and being lowered oh. into some sort of depths of hell yeah. and i swear to god that I, traumatised traumatised so I've never been able to watch Indiana Jones well I feel that your uh, experience of Indiana Jones trauma into adulthood is possibly going to be my daughter's um, because yeah Yeah. there was a bit at the end of um, The Last Crusade and that one you probably then didn't get that far but The Last Crusade is um, it's always the Nazis it was always always those darn Nazis always i think that's that's the basis of every film um and they were after um the holy grail which would give them eternal youth and eternal life um but if they picked the wrong holy grail it would kill them in a very graphic and horrible way and of course oh indy tricked him didn't he and um and and they picked the wrong one and he takes a sip of it and he suddenly accelerates in age very very quickly um but and and I mean, looking at it now as an adult, I mean, shit special effects because it was the... 
it's like the late 80s early 90s it looks proper gash right but to a small child who's watching this she just sees this man suddenly go from maybe like 50 all the way through the ages all the way to skeleton and then his skeleton starts to crumble and then he turns to dust and she sat there screaming cushion over her face mommy turn it off mommy turn it off and i'm like well darling this is what's going to happen to mommy after the school holidays okay (laughs) to be fucking good otherwise mummy's just gonna turn to dust that's the moral of the story if you don't want to see that happen to me just fucking toe the line okay so because i've been solo parenting this week with the three kids um and nate wasn't well and we had to do the whole a and e and i was just a bit panicky about staying on my own i got my parents over (laughs) to come and help out and now Mm -hmm. this was all fine this was all fine um until this morning when I had done a workout, being a little bit of a fitness wanker at the moment, is what I've been doing. But while I was in the gym, I sent like a little cheeky ass picture to Steve. Oh, no. And I was like, just, had, just taking a little picture of my ass. Look what you're missing out on in Germany. Bet you want to put your sausage in my strudel now, right? One of them. One of them. <laughs> sent the picture. Nice. Yeah, nice. sent the picture. Walked back into the kitchen put my phone on the side on the side <laughs> went oh, went no. to go and pick nate up to change his nappy my phone then beeps my dad picks up my phone i and i don't know why no don't know. no no he didn't he didn't he didn't come on i don't know why he did this who does this he did, who he? does this he, did. he picked he did. up my phone Right, and I don't have my WhatsApp set to you know just like a message from Steve. It the full message comes up. Right, what Steve has replied, going, "Got any more of them pictures for me, babe?" And then with like a winky, like juicy face, and I was like, "I'm a dad." Reads this out to me, Soph, Steve, and then he reads this entire message out, complete with like a winky face, and I was just stood there. And I couldn't think of something Stop. fast enough to try and tell him that it was. Like, I could have said something like, oh, <laughs> I sent him a picture of the kids. Of Nick. Yeah, I could have, like, I could have. And I just went, uh, uh, ignore that message. I just made it, like, really obvious. Oh, it was only a picture of my, I don't so know why I did worse. that. I don't know why I did that. I don't. So much worse. I could have, like, I, I made it ten times worse. So, like, it was only a picture of my ass and a pair of leggings. <laughs> In my dad's head, I've probably just been in the gym, just like flashing my boobs to Steve. <laughs> and then this is the same picture that you just went and put on the internet yeah, to all of was. your millions of followers as well. Anyway, so yeah. Well, true. But do you know what? The fear, the fear that I had that Steve had actually replied when he was like, when he was like, Steve, I thought he'd sent a picture of his cock or something. <laughs> he just said my dad a dick pic or something. And my dad was going to be like, Can you Steve. actually imagine... Can you actually imagine? Oh, my blood. Is, my blood went cold. My blood went cold. It was so awful. It was so awful. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that I don't uh, send naughty pictures to my Did husband. Did you not? One is because I don't... No, I don't have the bod for it, babes. No, Babe, no, no. Shut my up. My body says... My body says she's got a good personality. Oh, she, she's got a great face for a podcast. 
exactly no but i'm not i'm not like i'm not body confident and also i just i'm i'm far too immature for that shit no you've got to embrace your body your husband loves your body your husband loves your body and you should be proud of your body get it get it out now get it do you know what happened tonight i'm not even kidding so um solo parenting um i don't really get much chance to shower on my own so i shower with kids oh there be dragons um, and anyway there yeah right so anyway i was in the shower with him and obviously i'm like what seven months postpartum had a c-section so i've got like you know that hideous like shelf thing it's not hideous it's not hideous i mean it brought life into the world well this is what this is what happened so i'm in the shower with my three-year-old and he was like so i've got like a little flap of tummy and he was going woo 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 (laughs) so rather than being like get the fuck off you little beast i said oh that's when that used to be your house (laughs) (laughs) um i had to stop showering with evelyn at the point where she stopped in the shower and looked at me naked and went mummy my mini is so much cuter than yours (laughs) (laughs) i was like yeah Thanks for that. Savage. Yeah, just, just just wait till you're on side of thirty and you fired some kids out. We'll see how cute your mini is then, babes. We'll check in. We'll check in in thirty years and I see mean, how we're doing. Well, I I'm just I'm waiting for the time where I'm like, okay, I probably shouldn't be showering with my. I'm I'm going to embrace it while I can. Embrace yeah. it while I can because at the minute anything goes. I can walk around naked yeah. in front of my three year old. Can't walk around naked in front of myself because I'm like, oh, but I can walk around naked in front of my three year old. Um, but yeah, it is, it is, it's a, it's, it's a funny old thing, what, human body. It is, it? and it's very interesting that people, different people have different stances, don't they, on, on where they sit with nudity in mm-hmm. front of their children. And mm-hmm. so Jack is 10 now, and I am getting to the stage where I feel uncomfortable if he was to like to, to be in my presence while I was naked I feel that maybe if you're a 10 year old you know I feel like he's, he's seen the female form now you know but probably what I don't want is to be ingrained in his you know th- those core memories yeah the first kind of yeah. boobs and bushy scenes to be his mum's like I need to, <laughs> I need to separate that but I've tried to set boundaries I've tried to set boundaries but we don't have any locks on our bathroom doors so I've tried to say now mm-hmm. no sweetheart when mummy's in the shower you stay outside now you wait till mummy's done and then you can come in the problem is we have one bathroom upstairs and when he needs a poo he needs a poo so I have been in the shower with my back to the door right just you know washing all the vital areas getting amongst him mm-hmm. and I've turned around <laughs> and Jack has just sat on the toilet which is directly opposite the shower waving at me just mid poo like having like witnessed it all I love it. hi mummy yeah oh, oh no 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 thank you no no thank you yeah yeah you need to get locks on those doors I do need babe. to get a lock on the door when we first had phones and you got charged for every it was like 15 pence for a text message i remember we sat down and we were like right if we if, if our whatsapp if we were being charged in as we were in the early noughties a day between us would be like 45 quid <laughs> they were like we don't send that many messages and then we want us to do like 100 200 a day easily and i'm one of these people yeah. and you're the same as me and this actually i've discovered winds a lot of people up I write my WhatsApp messages how I speak. So I will do it a line yeah. at a time. Yeah. And as something comes yeah. into my head, 
I just do one word or I'll do three words or something. Whereas other people, they like to just do yeah. one big bulk of text. I don't operate like that. So when, when I message Steve, he will have just like a chain. It's like my stream of consciousness just goes bam, 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 yeah. bam, bam. Yeah. All within the yeah. same minute. Yeah. There's no yeah. deviation of the time. Yeah. It's just bam, 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 bam. And then he just replies yeah. going, okay, babe. <laughs> so whatever I've said. Well, whenever, whenever my phone goes off and it goes bing, 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 bing. Jess is like, Sophie's messaging you. <laughs> doesn't even look doesn't even look but, but then i am also <laughs> i am also a prolific voice note wanker yes you are so am i night dad <laughs> john's just coming to tell me he's going to bed night dad. there he is night john you, i don't know night why you're whispering night. to me now because we all know that you're here <laughs> to speak nate is a little restless <laughs> are you going to go up if nate's a little bit restless yes lovely thanks okay oh now steve's calling me right hang on oh god it's all going on hang on get rid of him ask him if he's got syphilis ask him if he's got syphilis <laughs> i don't think that's going to go down well i don't know how to turn him off i don't know how to turn him off well i'd turn him off probably on the regular are you still there i can't see you anymore that was all all happening at once wasn't it all the men in your life i know yeah he's just, yeah. Checking, just checking in that i wasn't sending any dirty pictures to my husband <laughs> god no dad don't come in Here is a little segment that we like to call Urban Dictionary Corner, where Lucy goes to Urban Dictionary, finds a trendy word that the youth of today are going around, I don't know, spitting lyrics about in the street. Is maybe that what they say? I'm not sure. Um, And she has to run it past me to see if I am truly down with the kids or not. And I know what this word means. So Lucy with the Fringe hit me with today's word, in Urban Dictionary's corner. Okay. Today's word is dickfish. <laughs> dickfish. <laughs> Do you know what? It's really weird what's just come into my dick head. Fish? Do you remember that? Go on, go on. Do, do you remember on. those um, crisps that you got out of the vending machine after swimming? Do you remember like those little bags of like little fish crisps? <laughs> I don't know why. I think this might have been a Liverpool thing. Dick fish crisps. Anyway, right, dick fish. Dick dick fish crisps. It's not a crisp. Okay, right. I am going to go with, I think a dick fish is like a catfish. Whereby Mm -hmm. online, maybe when people send dick pics, they maybe use other people's dicks. Shut up. Have I? Have I got it right? Oh my God. I am so down with the kids. I don't know if I can use that one because you got it right. You got it right. It's the act of sending a false dick pic that is bigger, less ugly than your own with the goal of impressing a girl and hoping she doesn't notice the difference. (gasps) I love this. Do you know what my favourite bit of Urban Dictionary is though? Like the example. Hey, he totally dickfished me. It was definitely not the same dick from the pictures. I've never had a dick pic. I'm really, I, like, I, 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 do you know what, right? And I, 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 I'm an awful feminist. And I don't know if I'm happy or sad. Yeah, well, see, I, I don't know if I'm happy or sad. Well, this, this is where I sit. I'm an awful feminist, right? Because I see all these women online and they are so, you know, they're, they're, they're doing their thing, trying to stop all these men sending these pictures because they're like they constantly get harassed and sent all of these pictures and then I'm sitting there going 
I don't get dick pics. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> why don't, why no. doesn't anybody want to send I, me I a dick pic? I've, I've never... I've never. However, I do remember, um, I don't know if it's something that happened in, in like more recent years, because obviously you've been with Steve for a million years. Yeah. I've been with, I've been with Jez for 11 years. And it was just like, it was like online dating, like Tinder and like, I don't know if dick pics, I'd, it probably costs about £1.50 to send a picture <laughs> Imagine. message. Back. And how long it would have taken to download the dick pic as well. Also. Yeah. tomorrow <laughs> i did get one I did, I did get one and i say one actually it was a string of about three or four it was ages ago and it was on facebook and um it was <laughs> and it was old school was it? it was a facebook dick pic it was probably where a pensioner was 75 anyway hang on hang on what? it was you got a dick pic on, on facebook. facebook i know it's like the uncoolest way to receive one as well isn't it Do you know what i mean um but i opened it up um and it was it <laughs> It was the tiniest dick I'd ever seen. It was like, do you know the little mushrooms that you get um, in the pick and mix at the cinema that have got the little coconut edgings? So it was like mm-hmm, really mm-hmm, tiny. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. And why would you send that? I, I know. And do you know what? And, and his lighting was awful and he wasn't helping himself. Oh, so I sent him back some pointers. <laughs> some, as a content creator. As a content creator. <laughs> I was like, babe. What we need to do here, okay, is we need to get some good lighting. We need a ring light, okay? If you go on Amazon, they're only about 50 to 60 pounds, okay? You can get one. Maybe wait until Amazon Prime Day, okay? Treat yourself. Get your ring light. Your stance. Mm-hmm. You need to work on your stance. He had his shoulders forward. He was standing at an angle, so it kind of made it kind of look like it was inverted. I was like, you need to set your hips forward, thrust it out a little bit, okay? Maybe do a bit of contouring. So maybe get a good bronzer. <laughs> like paint around the outside contouring. contour the cock right a around co- the outside cock cock touring yeah around the outside right so it kind of draws God, the stop. attention maybe get a little stop. bit of highlighter on the middle so we're illuminating it stops for one <laughs> i was like you just need to help yourself okay and then also run it run it through instagram paris the shit out of it and then save it to your phone and then send it on facebook you're welcome <laughs> How to be a content creator by Sophie McCartney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how you get those likes. Right, I'm going to do... I'm going to do, do one another more. Do another right? This is one especially for you. Because we love, we love a mark, don't we? Do we? Love, a mark. we love a mark. Love so, um, right, tell me what you think a margarita toe is. Uh, sorry, right, you're incredibly Geordie. A margarita what? A margarita toe. Toe? Toe, yeah, margarita toe. Sorry, you said a mar. As in, you, how do you how do you say toe? <laughs> say it. Toe, toe, toe. a toe. <laughs> a margarita toe. A, mar- a margarita toe. A margarita toe. Ooh, toe. Interesting. Yeah, what do you reckon it is? Okay, I'm thinking. <laughs> It's as I always do with these things because it's generally the way. Mm-hmm. Something sexual. Mm-hmm. This is something sexual. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking mm-hmm. it's maybe. <gasps> is it right that you when you do a shot of tequila, <laughs> mm. <laughs> somebody's toe gets inserted? You know, like instead of <laughs> the salt, <laughs> the salt or the lime. Is it either? That you lick the toe first and then you do your shot, 
or just do you like you do your you do your shot no sorry you do your salt you lick your salt you do your shot of tequila and then the toe goes like up a vag or something and then 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 you, and then you suck the toe is that is that is that what it is maybe is, oh no is this like a horrible expose on the inner workings of my mind is it not that is it not that yeah yeah do you know what I, I would say based on urban dictionary that was a bloody good it's a good do you know what I mean it's normally something like that it's good but it's not quite right <laughs> okay right hang on let me give let me give this another go then okay a margarita toe okay so tequila is an upper and you never see a sad person, do you, holding a margarita? So, mm. it's a toe up a bum. <laughs> it's a toe up a bum. It's an upper. Makes you feel nice. It's just, a, it, so it's just a toe up a bum. Yeah. You just think it's just a toe up the with, bum. With a salty rim. <laughs> the salty rim. <laughs> a toe up a bum with a salty rim. Is it? Is it? <laughs> it was though I really <laughs> was. I like what you did there you got like rimming it and everything rimming. very good very good um no so a margarita tool is a sexual of course it is see in which one <laughs> of course it is so I just I just keep I just keep going until I see sexual act I'm like done in I like this one um a sexual act in which one lavas lavas even not lavas lavas their lover's big toe in saliva. They then proceed to sprinkle salt on the big toe so that that the salt sticks. Next, one squeezes a lime in their mouth and starts sucking on this salty, yummy big toe. This is a margarita. No, I would rather have a toe up my bum and a salty rim. (laughs) (laughs) I hate toes. Toes are disgusting. Every day, I would take a toe up the bum, then a toe to the mouth. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Day. That is hideous. Why would you do that to somebody? Why would you, why would you let somebody do that to you? Why? Eh, no. Okay, so this segment of the podcast is called Parenting Fails. It's fairly self-explanatory. We take a look at one of our listeners' absolutely fuck-awful parenting fails we assess it and then we laugh about it and we judge them quietly. Okay, Luce, hit me with this week's parenting fail. Okay, okay. So this is going to make us all feel a lot better about our parenting. Excellent. Okay, so this one, I'm going to call it the buggy. Okay, so a few years ago, I was out with my little two-year-old girl. She was at that stage where she was big enough to ride in the buggy without needing to be strapped in every time. You know, when you get to that stage... You know, you know, yeah. you can just your cavalier, them whatever. Pop them in. Yeah. They'll yeah, hold yeah, yeah. on. Exactly. Give them a rice cake. It'll be all right. Absolutely. So it was one of those journeys. I was just heading from a cafe to the car, which was just around the corner. I popped her in. Didn't think she needs strapped in on this occasion. Got to the door. Realised it had started raining. So I pulled the rain cover and popped it over the full buggy and headed down the street. I didn't have a hood on my coat, so I picked up the pace to get out of the rain as quick as I could. As I'm running down the main street, I feel a little bump in the pavement, stopping me in my tracks. So I quite assertively push the buggy over this bump and carry on. As I'm running down, I realise that the buggy feels a little bit lighter. 
I turn around and to my horror, I have just mowed down my own child. (laughs) She had slid through the handlebar onto the pavement and without realising, I'd actually just done a hit and run on my own little two-year-old girl. She said to make it the worse, absolute horror. this was on the main on street. On a main street with the witnesses. On the main street of the town where she Oh lived. my God, oh no, no, it's Australia. So she, 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 exactly, so she was like, she was trying really hard to like laugh it off, but she said it was so bad, a car pulled <gasps> in to check that her child was okay. Oh my gosh, <laughs> while simultaneously dialing social services <laughs> to rat on her. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. But what what happened after was the child presumably the child was okay. I'm I'm not laughing at the fact that the child the child the was child fine, guys. Was the fine. child was fine. She's fine. She's, fine. Oh, She's like fifty cents. She walks with a limp now, but it's all good. Hitting and running yeah, your own child. I mean, I've, with a I, I feel substantially better now about letting my children watch the stripper scene in Independence Day. I feel that <laughs> I feel like a grade A parent now in in comparison to just mowing my own. It's the fact that she hit it, oh hit the child. And then just went over it again with a bit more force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, yeah, just give it a good run. The pavements good here run. are awful. Must have a word with the local council about what my taxes go on. Boom. <laughs> but also, as a, she's obviously really worried about her hair getting wet. She's like, oh, come on, I know my hair's going to get wet. No one's going to start going frizzy. Quick. Oh, oh, I goodness. imagine a lot of money was thrown um, at Haribo to just shut this kid up about telling daddy when yes. she got home about what mummy had done to her. Man, bad times, bad times. Lesson learned. So the lesson from this week's Parents of Hill is always strap your kids in, even if you don't think they're big enough. always use a strap on. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Oh my goodness. So we want more of these though, don't we? We do want more of these. We want want your fails to make us feel better about our own parenting fails. Absolutely. If you too have a parenting fail that you would like to share with the group, think of it as therapy. Lighten that load. It is cathartic. Make yourself feel better and also everybody else about their own parenting abilities. Send that in to tiredandtested at acast.com and we will read it out completely anonymously and have a good old laugh at your expense. (laughs) Sharing is caring and we promise we won't rat you out to social services. So that's it for this week. Join us next week when we will be back with more tales of parenting, woe, urban dictionary, and of course, your epic fails. Hit the jingle! It's the Tired and Tested podcast. Enjoy the safe play zone over half an hour of laughs and the occasional little moan. Normal life and all this strife is what we like to speak. Things like saggy boobs and hangovers that last a freaking week. From perky tits to kill and it's a snack bitch when I'm dead. I'm realising that parenting is just living in bumworm dread. Happy listening to the podcast.